0: Against the evildoers of this world so that their souls may have peace. We will not surrender. We will fight. We will stand for what is right because we are the Justice Warriors. Hello and welcome to the second of our Serial killer series of the Justice Warriors podcast. Last week we kicked off with a discussion about the different types of serial killers. And I want to do a quick recap so that we can be thinking about the distinguishing qualities of each as we cover this week's subject. Tracy, would you mind reminding our listeners about those different types of serial killers, please?
1: Sure. I would be glad to. Hi, everybody. There are uh, The two main types are the organized serial killer and the unorganized serial killer. Oh, the organized is... Uh, More of a calculating type, a Ted Bundy type, uh, which we referred to in the last podcast, where in the beginning, Ted Bundy hid the bodies and was calculating about the whole thing. And the unorganized Ted Bundy ended his uh, career as a serial killer at the Florida State University, where he left the bodies there. He just went nuts. He just went nuts, left the bodies there. There was no organization to it. And it was just, just like that. So that is the basis of it organized and disorganized. And then there's four subcategories. There's a visionary. And they believe that that person is, that there is a person or an entity that's commanding them to do the killing. And there's the mission-oriented, the, like ridding the society of the evils. Uh, uh, a lot of times prostitutes are targeted in that kind of... Uh, there's also other reasons for targeting prostitutes, but in this instance, we'll say prostitutes. Then there is the hedonistic, and they uh, this is for they act in their own personal pleasure. Uh, And these can be men or women. There's not a lot of women serial killers, but there are more than those people believe. And then their power and control. And they fantasize about having the power and they seek to dominate and control their victims. And a lot of them can cross over into the other subcategory.
0: Right. Well, and a person can have more than one, like for instance, uh, hedonistic, and power and control. They could, you know, do it for their own personal pleasures, rape, torture, and get off on all that, and also fantasize about having power and seek to dominate. So things like that can, can, you know, um, integrate, and, you know, a person can possess more than one. So last week, we covered the notorious John Wayne Gacy, And I believe that we decided that he fell into the hedonistic category, but that he likely lost touch with reality, which caused him to become disorganized, which is not a typical quality for that style of killing. So this week, we're going to be talking about an entirely different type of killer. And throughout the week, Tracy dropped some hints on our Facebook page, and I'm going to go ahead and let her uh, (laughs) describe what those meant, because honestly... I knew who we were discussing, and some of them I I wasn't real sure about. So Tracy, why don't you go ahead and and fill us in on what those hints were and what they meant?
1: Actually, we had one listener that knew by the second hint, so that was pretty awesome. I one hint was, of course, the Statue of David.
0: Uh huh. Okay.
1: The other hint was gold at Fort Knox. The oh, third
0: that's what that, I was like, wow.
1: uh-huh. gold bars Fort from Fort Knox
0: because he was stationed at Fort Knox. That's right.
1: Right. Then we had Sam Elliott.
0: Oh, Sam. Got it. Okay.
1: Hmm. <laughs> and then we had 44 caliber bullets.
0: Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. Um, now the statue of David, I was sitting there looking, at, and, and and I wasn't thinking David. I, I guess you know everybody knows that statue, but um, I'm I'm almost embarrassed to say I didn't. It didn't dawn on me that that's the statue of David. So I'm sitting there thinking, what he had a little pee pee, and I, I don't understand. <laughs> like what the significance of um this naked statue was so I'm glad you explained that cuz I mean I didn't spend a whole lot of time trying to figure it out but I was just really confused
1: I'm going to have to take a break <coughs> I'm choking to death over here when you said a little pee pee I was drinking and now I'm going to drown <laughs> that was not that
0: wasn't part of the script but okay so his name, in case you haven't figured it out already from our discussion about Tracy's hints, is David Berkowitz. You probably know him, but you'd probably know him as the son of Sam. But before we get into the murder shit, I really want to cover some things about his childhood. And we know that he was born out of wedlock. His mom was married to another man. His dad was married to another woman. Uh, the father, his biological father... Did not want him and basically ordered the mother to give him up so he did she did she gave him up for adoption um he was pretty close to his adopted mom who died when he was 14 and then when his father remarried he started to isolate himself even more he didn't necessarily act out and express his disapproval of his father's new wife or new life but he did start to isolate, and that's really when he decided that he was going to go into the military. He started really acting up in junior high. He was engaged in vandalism, breaking car windows. Um, he also began to set things on fire, only to extinguish extinguish them. And his behavior was very worrisome to psychologists. He showed a lot of deep-seated anger and aggression. Basically, even as a child, his habits and his obsessions were already taking a turn for the worse. He was already showing his dark side. He did go into the military. At, At one point he was stationed at Fort Knox in Kentucky, but he had these ideas of being this sort of war hero And he wanted, he he just kind of wanted to make his mark on the world. And he saw himself dying in battle for some great cause and becoming some big war war hero. He ended up uh, being stationed in Korea and never saw war at all. Um, But that is really, the the military was where he developed his designation for the shooting proficiency. He became very uh, obsessed with firearms. Now, did you know, in May of 1975, around Mother's Day, Berkowitz bought a card and carried it to the home of Betty Falco, his, uh, his biological mother. And he signed it RF for his birth name. His, his birth name was Richard Falco, which was later changed to David Berkowitz by his uh, adopted parents. And basically, he ended up meeting with his mother and his half-sister. That had to have been a very emotional moment for him because she ended up apologizing to him for giving him up for adoption. They talked about the circumstances surrounding his birth, and she even cleared up some assumptions that he had that his father hated him and blamed him and she basically let him know that her his, his biological father didn't hate him or blame him. He just didn't care one way or the other about him, which sucks almost just as bad. But regardless of this meeting, this reunion, he still, once he was in prison years later, he still expressed having these resent, these resentful feelings towards her. In fact, in interviews while he was in prison, he admits that the void that he was hoping would be filled by meeting them was not filled. So he was still left feeling empty, still had these demons he was battling with. And um, over time, the the demons that he was battling with uh, began to urge him to commit acts of violence.
1: Okay. Now, can we have a little discussion here? Because I, um, and, and this made so much sense. That always made no sense kind of to me. That was really weird. And then on Netflix, lo and behold, there is uh, from a gentleman named Murray Terry, who was a journalist. And he has, he passed away. However, they went ahead and um, did this series on Netflix with him interviewing Berkowitz uh, on um, camera. Now there were two gentlemen that lived next door or right near David Berkowitz, and they would hang out at these what cult type places. Now he the, Terry went into way, you know, he went way down a rabbit hole. However, the gentleman's name were Carr, C-A-R-R were their last names, Michael and John. And their dad's name was Sam. And supposedly one or both of the cars were involved in the shootings also. And that they are Some of the shootings, there were three or four of them there. Um, And sons of Sam, and they had the black lab. Um, So his name was Sam, and whoever was pinning the letters as a group, the three or four of them, had pinned the name Son of Sam, which they were actually the son of Sam who was writing it. So it's really confusing. There's one version, and then there's another version.
0: Well, that's interesting. My source is the Time Life book on serial killers. So, I mean, I'm just going by the information that my source is telling me.
1: Mari Terry's book is The Ultimate Evil, The Search for the Sons plural, of Sam.
0: Okay, great. So what I'll do is on the Justice Warriors Facebook page, I will put a post up, and we'd love to hear from you guys. I think this is a great opportunity for us to get our listeners involved. What theory do you believe, and what information have you gathered? We'd like to know what the most widely accepted theory is on this.
1: Definitely, but he, did, he still contradictory in some aspects but David Berkowitz did need to go to prison he what did kill and he was part of this and he was also known as the 44 caliber killer so maybe he named himself the 44 caliber killer and these other letters the son of Sam was actually Carr who was the son of Sam and was one of them and the neighbor's dog that they talked about that was Sam Carr
0: Well, according to my source, like Gacy, Berkowitz was described as friendly. He looked normal. And frankly, aside from being one of the most well known serial killers in history, he was really quite unremarkable. Most people who knew him hardly noticed him or even remembered him. But what people didn't know was that he suffered from paranoid schizophrenia. In fact, After his arrest, the public learned that his alter ego, the son of Sam, was allegedly a 6,000 year old demon that used a black Labrador to command him of when and where to kill. Tracy, did you know that David Berkowitz's first killing was actually a German shepherd that he killed with a 12 gauge?
1: I'm not sure if I do. I know that the Uh, the, the discussion of the German shepherd was also, like, the German shepherd was also as a sacrifice.
0: Well, yeah, every time he killed, it was a sort of a sacrifice, because it was to satisfy these demons, these voices in his head, so that they would leave him alone. Then, on Christmas Eve in 1975, he made his first attempt to actually kill a person. According to Berkowitz... He saw a woman leaving a store in Co-op City. And the voices told him that she had to be sacrificed. So basically, he goes after this woman. He tries to stab her. She starts screaming. It shocks him. And he so he fails at this attempt, and he runs away. He gets scared, and he runs away, and he leaves his car there. And he goes and tries again on another woman, who this time he did quite a bit of damage. He actually stabbed her to the point that she was bleeding profusely. Uh, but she was unable to identify him and was not able to give law enforcement enough information to, uh, to pursue an attacker. So he
1: was never caught for that. In this instance, he, he, was, he ran away. He had a sense of probably repulsion. He can't believe he did it. Remorse and guilt. That he didn't um, remorse, that he didn't do the job that he wanted to do.
0: That is when he decided to switch over to firearms. He got a rifle permit, and he went out and got himself a semi-automatic with four boxes of ammunition. He was determined he was not going to fail again. So about this time, he moved to a nearby suburb of New Rochelle. He was hoping to start over. And he'd taken a U.S. civil service examination and applied for a job with the post office. He did really good. He scored 80.5% and he got a new apartment. And this kind of started a whole new era for him because at this point, prior to this, he had this belief that demons lived in dogs. But now, Berkowitz was convinced that there was a demon that lived in his landlord's body. His landlord's name was Jack Cassera, but Berkowitz believed that Jack Cassara was really General Jack Cosmo, who was commander of the Dog Demon Army. He also believed that Cosmo controlled the tormenting voices that he heard that he was the Lucifer of Berkowitz's private hell. It's very interesting. I mean, I, I think it's 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 easy to document sort of just the points in his life where things went from bad to worse. Tracy, can you tell us a little bit about his victims?
1: The first that they actually identify, it gets very, uh, like you say, it's very convoluted. But as far as like, David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, was July 29th, 1976. He shot into a car with two women, Jody Valenti and Donna Loria. Donna was killed and Jody was shot in the thigh and she described her attacker. She was able to describe her attacker. And then back Then on to October, two more people were shot, but both of those survived, Carl DeNaro and Rosemary Keenan. Then November, which is just one month, he he progressed from July to October, and then just one month later, um, a couple is attacked by a man in military fatigues. It doesn't seem he killed each and every person he tried, and um, but they just, they survived. It, they had issues the rest of their life, some of them, but they survived.
0: So do you think that these killings were organized or disorganized?
1: I don't know what he'd be considered organized because he left the victim there and he didn't hide it. And he stood out there and, and just shot them. However, he did run away. That just means he had the process of guilt.
0: Oh, I agree. He was definitely disorganized.
1: So he targeted women. However, he didn't... Um, he killed the men, too. Yeah, but they were just collateral but damage. They weren't a high number of deaths compared to most serial killers.
0: He is one of the most well-known serial killers, but it's not really that he killed so many people. I think it was the son of Sam, the, the fear that that he put into everybody. And it's just the background. It's just the, that, you know, for that period of time, you know, New York was just terrified. So psychologists were able to identify a deep rooted aggression towards females, particularly with long flowing dark hair which was probably a product of his feelings of rejection by women that he had felt throughout his life. Berkowitz expressed that he felt that all evil stemmed from these women and that it was this demographic that, um, it was this demographic that ended up being the target of his killings. So as you mentioned, men were also killed, but they were more or less collateral damage because the women were his main victims. Okay, so I know that you already mentioned a couple of his victims, and I think I got us off track when I asked you whether you thought that they were disorganized or organized murders. But go ahead, and if you don't mind, just kind of start over and tell us again who the victims
1: were. The, the first shootings that were actually contributed to him or int- attributed to him were in July ninth, 1976, He shot two women, Jody Valente and Donna Donna Loria. Donna was killed. Jody survived. Then, a few months later, in October, on October 23rd, two more people were shot. Both of them survived Carl Donaro, 20, and Rosemary Keenan, 18. And one thing about the fear, like you were talking about, is these people were sitting mostly in parked cars, so it became a couple killing almost.
0: Usually, kissing is yeah. It was dark? It was the dark-haired women that were targeted, but it, not you know most of the time they were with a male and they were kissing
1: in November, which was just a month after his last two. So that's. Four so far and then we have two more in November a couple and it was Donna 16 years old and Joanne and they were just both in a car and they were each shot once and one Demasi survived and Lamino Was shot in the back, but was paralyzed. So there's six victims right there. With with how many deaths? One, two. Um. Then in January 30th, 1977, Christine Frund, 26, and her fiance John Dial, 30, they were shot, and. Frond later died at the hospital and the um, like you said, she had long dark hair and John Dial. I don't know, he suffered minor injuries. So he didn't really, like you said, he really went after to kill the women. And then in March of 1977, uh, Virginia Vorcian, which I'm sorry if I messed that name up. Um, she she was killed. And then there was the big ones. Uh, the big one. Remember the uh, Stacy, which really she became like the poster child because I guess she had blonde hair. Stacy Moskowitz. And Robert Violante, and Stacy uh, died later after the attack, but uh, Violante would survive, and that's kind of where it ended was with uh, Berkowitz. I mean, with Berkowitz, that's where it ended was kind of with a uh, Stacy Moskowitz, and she became the like the. For some reason, the victim, everybody remembers the one with the blonde hair. And those are the victims that they, you know, they have under his his son of Sam's signature. There may be more, but we don't know. Sometimes that's what's bad about it is you just, you don't know how many victims there actually are of these people. You just don't know. Because they're not going to say, hey, I killed... 13 more, and here's where they are.
0: Well, I don't know necessarily that he would have denied it. Um, So, did you know that Berkowitz believed that the demons snatched the souls of his victims, the ones that they commanded him to kill, the reason that the women were actually targeted was because these women became their sex slaves, the demon sex slaves according to him, that they would chain their souls and have sex with them forever, he, he said. And
1: no, I I didn't know all of I didn't know a lot of what he was thinking. I do know that he this was the occult and I'm doing air quotes here. This was the occult that he was in.
0: He was isolated. He was such a loner. Like all of this, he just lived in this fantasy world by himself.
1: And. Well, that's what I mean by the occult. And that's why I did the air quotes, because it may have been his own little cult. A
0: a fantasy. It
1: may have. And and he didn't,
0: you know, I mean, he was just tortured by it. Like, according to him, it just, you know, most of this was him trying to escape it, just trying to quiet these demons. But he he later decided that he was Sam's slave and that he was destined or ordained to carry out this demon's will. Um, and he, and he told, um, he said people should take this seriously that Sam and his demons have been responsible for a lot of killing is what he said.
1: Yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. How do you know how many were actually, you know, under his.
0: Well, but he's saying that, you know, these demons through other people, not just him.
1: Right. Which are John, which I believe are John Carr. And, um, and he's referring to now, did they do it or not? I don't know, but, um, is he pointing the finger at those are the two he's, he feels.
0: Is there documentation of a connection between him and these other killers?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of evidence. Yeah. It's. Uh...
0: Cause cause that's my question. If, if, if they did do some things together, then there should be some sort of documentation of them knowing each other or something.
1: Yeah, there's a, uh, they do, they have that. And Berkowitz has uh, said that he knew them and that they would go and they'd had these, uh, there were other people too that cooperated, <laughs> and they would go to this
0: mm. place. That is not coinciding with anything i've so i've seen on him so far um so far everything i've seen on him is i mean he didn't he didn't have any friends he really did not have any friends he did not talk to anybody he didn't know any he was just isolated yeah, see
1: that's not that's the complete opposite of what this is not complete opposite but i mean he worked at the postal and they said he was a a nice guy and and was like gacy that he had fr- you know got around with with people so yeah it's completely that's why it's it's so disturbing to uh to watch this other show and you see now you can see where the guy terry goes off and he just is going crazy about all this occult stuff but when i draw i drew the line I definitely think that he had two buddies that he palled around with, and it was the Carr brothers.
0: I don't think he had buddies at all. He was he was paranoid schizophrenic. He was antisocial. I think this is this is the first time that in in history of Justice Warriors podcast <laughs> that we are literally getting conflicting information from two different sources.
1: Mm-hmm and if they've watched this Netflix series and if they have watched the Netflix series, which is, um, let me see the exact name of it. It is called sons, plural sons of Sam, a descent into darkness. And, and how much of it, if any of it do they believe is, uh, is true. And, and, how much isn't because he does go on and the man uh, asks him each question for each victim and he admits to shooting this person and doesn't admit says he didn't do this one. And it's just, and the victims and some of the victims families believe that David Berkowitz did kill and is a killer, but did not kill their loved ones. So it's very, it's very crazy. It's, it's just like, what, what happened way back then? Did they close it too fast or, or is this how it is? You know, is it, is it the way we always thought it was or is there is there a different, is there something different that actually went on?
0: I don't know. I'm really looking forward to hearing from our listeners what they think about this. On another note, did you know that he he called the Yonkers Police Department to complain about noise of someone named Joe Quinn? Well, Joe Quinn was one of the demons in his head. So they sent somebody to investigate. But, of course, they couldn't find anybody named Joe Quinn.
1: Yes. Yes, I did. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So as you mentioned, then he kills Christine Fruind, he kills Virginia Vaskaruchian, and uh, Valentina Soriano and Alexander Aseo, Aseo, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Oh, my goodness. In the meantime, he's sending all these letters to the media, to the daily news, on June 5th, 1977, there's a letter that says, Not knowing what the future holds, I shall say farewell and I will see you at the next job. Or should I say, you will see my handiwork at the next job. Remember, Miss Loria. thank you. In their blood and from the gutter, Sam's creation, 44, it's the 0.44 for 44 caliber. Here are some names to help you along. Forward them to the inspector for use by NCIS, the Duke of Death, the Wicked King Wicker, the 22 Disciples of Hell, John Wheaties, Rapist and Suff, Ocator of Young Girls.
1: You know, John Wheaties, his name is actual John Wheaties Carr. His last name is Carr.
0: Okay. John and Wheaties, I guess, is in parentheses, so that would be a nickname. John
1: that's Wheaties. That's his middle name.
0: It's his middle name. Okay. And then it says, P.S. J.B., please inform all the detectives working the slings to remain.
1: I'm sorry. I didn't mean. Wheaties is a nickname. His middle name is Wheat. It's, so that's Wheaties is a nickname. From, for his middle name, which is sweet.
0: All right, so I think it's safe to say that Berkowitz, aka Son of Sam, was a visionary serial killer. He was disorganized, he suffered from psychosis, and he believed that he was being commanded by an entity to kill. Would you agree, Tracy? I agree 100%. All right, so, well, guys, it's been fun. <laughs> but it's time for us to say farewell. I hope you'll join us next week for a little Jack.
1: Jack Daniels?
0: <laughs> no, Jack the Ripper.
1: Uh, which which one? The one in London?
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: All right.
0: You might want to bring some Jack Daniels for this one because it's probably going to be pretty intense.
1: Yeah, and that and with that, there are several. We don't have a couple uh, Anyone that has been, um, we just have rumors of who it could have been. And I've seen so many on this. So we're, we'll definitely have some opinions on who Jack the Ripper actually was.
0: That'll be the fun part. So it's probably going to give me nightmares. And on that note, see you on the flip side, Justice Warriors. Bye. so that